ocean breeze, tropical beach, pina colada. You can buy an air freshener to make your car smell like you're in an oceanside paradise. Or, better yet, you can point your car toward Daytona Beach and come experience the real thing. Visit DaytonaBeach.com to discover all there is to see, do, and enjoy along the world's most famous beach. Daytona Beach, Florida. Beach on. This is D. Orlando Litbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution here with the 69th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons are coming off a 17-0 loss to the New York Jets in their first exhibition game. They're set to play the second game against the Kansas City Chiefs on Friday night at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Today we're going to hear from quarterback Matt Ryan, tight end Logan Polson, special teams coordinator Keith Armstrong, and then kind of set up the Friday night game against the Kansas City Chiefs and what we're going to see uh, as a highlight from the first teams before they give way to the backup players trying to make the team. But let's go here to Matt Ryan, who uh, we addressed about being in the uh, prime of his career. Well, you know, I certainly feel like um, I'm at a point in my career where I've got plenty of experience. Um, I'm, I'm playing as well as, as I've ever played, and, and I feel really good uh, going into that. I think we've got a good football team, a lot of really good young players, a lot of really good veteran players. And um, as far as windows, you know, one thing I've learned is it's all about this year. You know, it's not looking further than that, not looking in the past, but it's about this team that we have this year. And so that's where my focus is at. And this year, how do you see it coming together this far? This point? Okay. I think it's been really good. You know, I think we've got the right attitude, the right work ethic. Practice has been competitive and tough and good. Um, you know, and, and, and we're doing all the things that give you a chance to be successful. Uh, and, and that's the key is... You know, you have to put in all of the work. You have to, you know, take care of business in the meetings to give yourself a chance to go out there and play good football. Uh, and that's all we can really worry about this time of the year uh, is making sure that every day we're on the practice field, every every time we're in a meeting, we're getting better. And, and I think we've done that so far. And lastly, the deployment of the weapons. you got a lot of weaponry. How do, uh, you know, you all try to maximize the, every, everything you got? Yeah, I think that's a, exactly. I think it's, it's uh, you know, see what a defense is, is going to come out and try and take away and then trust our guys to go out there and make plays. Uh, and that can be different every week, you know. And, and I've always had the feeling when we have a lot of weapons is the ball's going to find different guys at different times. You have to be prepared. You have to be ready for it. And that's the beauty of, of the guys that we have is they're all so unselfish. Uh, but they're also always hungry for it, too. And so when it comes their ways, they make plays, and uh, good things happen. All right. Thanks, Matt. You got to do that. All Thanks, right. man. Mm-hmm. There you have quarterback Matt Ryan discussing uh, a couple of pertinent topics regarding the offense, the prime, the windows, and a couple of things that we'll see, uh, you know, this season coming up. One of the under-the-radar uh, signings was tight end Logan Paulson. He was a tight end from the Washington Redskins, had um, uh, played under Kyle Shanahan, never knew Wade Harmon, the Falcons' tight ends coach, but obviously uh, Wade Harmon and 
Shanahan discussed Paulson a, cre- a great deal, and uh, we're going to hear from him. He's uh, the kind of veteran in the tight end room to help lead Austin Hooper and Eric Salbert uh, into their careers. Let's get Lo- Logan ready to go. Together for the uh, Falcons this year with the, you know, putting it all together, starting from, you know, not from scratch, but just blending the whole offense together again. Uh, I mean, I don't know how much blending they actually need to do. You know, it's a very, it's a, it's a group that's been together for a long time when you have a quarterback like uh, Matt Ryan. Uh, obviously, it's great to have a captain like that uh, kind of at the helm of the ship and getting everybody on the same page consistently. And, you know, if you look at the skill position players, like they've been around for a long time. And if you look at the O-line, they've been around for a long time. So, um, you know, I don't know how much blending needs to happen. It's really cool to see an offense at this stage, you know, with a whole bunch of guys who've been with it for a long time and kind of know the, the intimate details of it. And the young tight ends, how are they doing, Saubert and uh, Hooper? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're doing fantastic. You know, I didn't really know a lot about them when I came here, but um, now that I'm here, they're just uh, they're great professionals. They want to be great, and they work really hard at it. And to me, that's uh, that's one of the most important things for a young player to do is just strive every day to get better, and they, they do that in spades. So. What would be an example of the way Eric Saubert might pick your brain? What kind of question? Well, you know, Saub played in the spread in college, so he doesn't have a lot of exposure to, like, in-line work necessarily so that's something we've talked about quite a bit just getting him more comfortable with a lot of scrimmage and being in this stance and firing out and getting his hands on people and um you know he's been a very uh very willing pupil and picked it up very quickly anything you plan to lay surprised with when you got here i mean you were you didn't have an expectation i didn't really have an expectation but i mean the whole organization's just been a very pleasant surprise you know the way they uh the way the leadership in the locker room handles itself is just very cool uh the coaching staff is very cool and the kind of where the offense is at is, is, is really cool to see too. So. That's Logan Paulson. We're going to go right over here to special teams coordinator Keith Armstrong, who uh, has got a couple big things working there. He's got to get his coverage units up to par again. Uh, he does have Justin Bethel and Russell Gage. He's also looking for a returner after letting Andre Roberts go. I think uh, Justin Hardy's going to be their guy, but uh, Marvin Hall looked pretty good last week against the Jets. Here is uh, Keith Armstrong. Okay, well, there's another one that maybe you can try it that way as a change-up. 
Um, so you try to bend it and use your personnel the best way that you can. Um, but you, there's a lot of ideas out there, but there are some common themes out there as well um, that, that we're all seeing, which, I, which we expected. You talked about when you were explaining the rules to us about, you know, hey, this is going to be good for tight ends, linebackers, right. backs, right? Right. Bigger yeah. guys, mid- medium-sized guys that can run. Right. Do you think at the end that this is going to kind of change at all, maybe one or two spots as far as the overall roster at the end? Do you still feel you believe that way? Um, well, I still think you need the seven linemen active, you know what I mean, obviously for the for the offensive line and whatever number you're using on your defensive line. So I don't know that it would have an effect based off of what the offense may need from a backup standpoint. Um, now, I think that you may get into the athletic tight end, obviously may become more of a, a valuable guy, the fullback. Now, you know, if, if people aren't using a fullback, that's a guy that now comes into play that can play that, that wedge, so to speak, that one guy in front of the ball. Um, that mid-size, that outside back with the Sam linebacker, those are the guys really, in my mind, become the, they become a little more valuable because they're actually replacing that offensive lineman in the wedge. You know, so it's the outside backers, the tight ends, the fullbacks, you know, that type of stuff, so... You mentioned that things really haven't changed too much on, on the return side, and previously from a scheme standpoint, right? From previously. a scheme standpoint, it's still very similar. You're still seeing splatter, which is man return. It's just straight man. Everybody's got a man, right? So uh, you're still seeing double teams. You're still seeing traps. You know, now timing and spacing are different because of the ball and the, the not the coverage unit not being able to get that field. So. That's obviously going to be something that we've all got to deal with in terms of, uh, you know, the coverage aspect of it. Does it become a play now that comes out of the end zone? Uh, who knows? You know, uh, we're all kicking it in play now because we want to see who can, who can cover and who can block. Uh, but once you get into the regular season, do you start kicking it out? Uh, you know, that, because the, is it going to become an advantage to the return team because the coverage team can't run? I think that I think the guys are learning. Um, I think now they have an idea of what the energy is that we're looking for, that type of grit that we're talking about the, uh, on a consistent level. So, you know, it's not so much that the, the young guy, he, he has, he'll go out and uh, a particular guy may go out and have a really good play. And then he'll turn around and have an average play. There it is, Keith Armstrong discussing some of the finer points of the special teams units as they get ready for the second exhibition game against the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, That was Matt Tabeek of the uh, Falcons website, Will McFadden, and the last question was by Kelsey Conway from the Atlanta Falcons uh, website there. doing the questioning of special teams coordinator Keith Armstrong. Now, against the Chiefs, that's a 7 o'clock game. You want to be early for these exhibition games because the starters aren't going to play very much. But in this one, we'll get to see Patrick Mahomes, the second-year quarterback from Texas Tech. He's been playing good enough for the Chiefs to trade Alex Smith this offseason. In, in his exhibition opener, he completed 5 of 7 for 33 yards and was sacked one time. Now, also in this game uh, for the 
uh, Falcons, it should be a good test for the first-team defense, uh, a much better test than what they had against the uh, Jets where they went three and out against uh, uh, Josh McCown because the Chiefs have some very good weapons in running back Kareem Hunt, wide receiver Sammy Watkins, tight end Travis Kelsey, and then Tariq Hills from Coffee High here in Georgia, uh, Douglas uh, the city of Douglas, not Douglasville, not the Atlanta Bird, but the city of Douglas. And he played at Coffee High before, you know, he had some problems in college, went to junior college, then Oklahoma State where he had a domestic uh, situation and ended up his career at West Alabama. But, yeah, the defense, the, the Chiefs' sheer speed on defense will be good to see if the Falcons can match up against it. Uh, Eric Berry's been hurt a little bit. It's always good when he comes home, the Chiefs' free safety. So we'll see uh, if he's going to be available. But it should be a really good matchup for the first-team defense against the Chiefs. And then next week in the dress rehearsal game, the offense is going to get to go up against that really tough Jaguar defense. So that's going to be a great uh, way for the offense to uh, see where they're at, the you know, the Jags had a big breakthrough last year. So the third game will be uh, a little bit more hyped up here. Uh, but I do like the matchup with the Falcons' first defense going against the Chiefs on Friday night early in that game. So with that, we're going to close here for the 69th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. We had Matt Ryan stop by telling us, hey, I'm playing as well as I've ever played as he heads into his prime. New tight end Logan Paulson stopped by, along with special teams coordinator Keith Armstrong. Then we talked about the Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes and some of the weapons that the Falcons defense will see on Friday night. With that, take care and have a great rest of the week. In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. From the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, the Monica Pearson Show. When you look at what you've become, what has it cost you? Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most powerful influencers, as you've never heard them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hip-hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song and celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents Hip-hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the South. A Southern hip-hop story. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. Everybody wants your rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip-hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop. 50 years. No one can deny. One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip-hop.